Hello and welcome to Take Cover Seattle Storm podcast, your source for game analysis and news with your host, Andrew McDonald. That's my impersonation of a thunderstorm. <laughs> Take cover! It's the Seattle Storm podcast with your host. It's me, Andrew McDonald. And so we're going to discuss this fantastic, what ended up nail-biting game versus the Los Angeles Sparks from the 20th of May, 2022. So, first of all, as we've been doing in previous episodes as well, we're going to get started into a little bit about the opposite team and their expectations for this season so far. So, we'll have a look at the Los Angeles Sparks and head coach Derek Fisher's expectations for the Sparks this season. Then we'll get tucked right into the game itself, having a look at the first and second half, and then especially having a little moment to itself of Ezzy on Liz Cambage in the first half. Then getting into the third and fourth quarters with focusing upon those clutch last couple of minutes. Then rounding off as we always do with an overall summary. So, let's first of all go into the Los Angeles Sparks. What has been going on over there in LA? They've had a big upheaval and the land of the sparks, as you could say. And why is that? Because they missed the postseason and playoffs last year. They fell short of making it just by one win. And it's the third time of them missing the playoffs. The last time was in 1999. So, due to the fact that they missed the playoffs, suddenly alarm bells sounded, rang, and so forth. And then that was the spark pun intended, for the Sparks to make a change to the roster and change they made or change they did. (laughs) So the new additions, of course, the big one for the Sparks, biggest addition, of course, is Liz Cambage coming from the Las Vegas Aces and all the amount of impact and so forth that Liz Cambage can have on your team, being such a fantastic player that she is. Then also adding to the roster for the Sparks is Jordan Canada and Katie Lou Samuelson from the Storm, as everybody knows. Then we had the also addition of Kennedy Carter from the Atlanta Dream. Then rounding off, they bolstered the roster with rookies Ray Burrell, Amy Atwell, and Olivia Nelson Adota. So big roster shakeup, big changes made overall in the land of LA. So this is from the 2022 Media Day. And the question asked, of course, to Derek Fisher, head coach, as well as GM for the team, of what the expectations are for this season. So let's have a little discussion about exactly what he says. As he says here, our expectations for this season are to establish a level of excellence and a standard of competing to start to become what we are known for. 
and it's time for us to show more than talk and tell. We are going to focus on who we are and becoming the best version of ourselves and we believe with this group. If they can reach their best potential, the results will take care of themselves. We also have to be realistic about some of the time that will take to find the rhythm and timing and how much success we can have with this version of the team at least straight away. So that's of course going without saying is that you have a new roster with lots of different changes happen to it. What's it going to need? It's going to need time for people to gel, people to click, people to get comfortable with each other and ultimately are all nice to get lovely stew in a pot as it would be a nice cooking metaphor. <laughs> all nice juices going, all nice bubbling away and people just hate me if they've not had something to eat at this point. <laughs> So, that's the main thing as well we can take away from what Derek Fisher says for the expectations for the Sparks this season is that they are, on the one hand, going to focus upon themselves with each player trying to reach their best version of themselves, reach their highest potential, as well as having the time for the team itself to come together, find that rhythm and timing, and ultimately, with each player working on themselves and with the team gelling, ultimately that will lead, hopefully, Derek Fisher thinks, to future excellence and future success for the Sparks. But, of course, the big asterisk is it's going to take a bit of time for that to happen. So let's get started straight away into the game itself versus the Sparks. And who are our starters for the Storm? We have Brianna Stewart, Sue Bird, Gabby Williams, Ezzy Magmagor, and Jewel Lloyd. And then for the Sparks, we have Naka Agumake, Liz Cambage, Brittany Sykes, Lexi Brown, and rounding off with Jordan Canada. And of course, the roster news that was said on the broadcast as well and it is expected is that Mercedes Russell of course for the storm is still out but what's good to hear is that fact that they said on the broadcast some good progress is ultimately being made there so excellent news let's get kicked into it first quarter oh my goodness what an explosive start to the game in fact it was a thunderstorm Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. <laughs> it was an absolutely amazing start to the game. Completely beautiful basketball to watch. And just lappings and helpings and so forth. And lapping it up. All of how fantastically the storm kicked off the game. What was one of the main catalysts, of course, of it being so beautiful to watch is all that fantastic great ball movement in the first quarter. We had 12 assists on 12 made field goals, as well as what really was the main catalyst for the Storm taking control straight away was a bit of a saying that's a bit of a cliche, but it's true. Great defense leading to great offense. And really for the Storm, everything really got kicked off with that second possession that the Storm had. Stewie made the cut, Jewel passed to her, and then Stewie made the layup. And we, of course, have some other examples. Gabby makes an interception on a pass, passes it to Jewel, passes it to Ezzy, and then Ezzy passes it to Stewie, 
for a three. And then one of the best plays, one of the jaw-dropping plays that we have from the first is Brian January pretty much makes a full court pass to Jewel Lloyd, who took off running down the court. And then, of course, Jewel catches it for the layup as she beat everybody down to get it in. So that first quarter for the Storm, absolutely fantastic. Explosive start, fast-paced, ball-moving, great defense, as well as great offensive possessions to kick us off. Leading into the second quarter, then, the bench starts and has a good impact. What's the initial impact that the bench has with Ezzy? Epiphany Prince gets five points. Brian January, two points, two assists. Stephanie Talbot, three-pointer plus a rebound. Ezzy gets a layup, a rebound, an assist. And Jantel Lavender gets an assist as well. So, initially kicking off that second quarter fantastically with the bench plus Ezzy having that great impact. Then, the Sparks went on an 11-0 run. Uh-oh. Who were the main candidates of that? Was Jordan Canada at 4 points, 2 assists. Brittany Sykes at 2 points as well as a an assist for Lexi Brown, and then Neka Gumake getting the three-pointer as well as a layup. But then, in the second, the Storm answered back with an A-O run for themselves. The main catalyst of that, of course, being Stewie with five points, one assist, and then Sue having a three-pointer as well as one assist. And the main jaw-dropping moment that I mean, oh, yes, moment to round off the second quarter was where Stewie made a crossover dribble between Liz Cambage and Neka Gumake, makes the layup and gets an and one because overcomes Brittany Sykes trying to get a charge, but ultimately it's a blocking foul and Stewie makes the and one. Fantastic. So at halftime, we have a 10-point lead with the Storm at 51 and the Sparks at 41. With a key point and difference between the Storm and the Sparks at this point at halftime is the fact that the Storm have 18 assists and the Sparks have 8. Whilst as the turnovers, the Storm have 4 and the Sparks have 9. So the Sparks have been turning it over quite a bit and the Storm have been taking advantage of that. Next, I thought we could just focus on a little moment of itself for the first half with a matchup of Ezzy Magmagor versus Liz Cambage. Why was that? Because Ezzy played such amazing defense on Liz to start off with that first half. What some of those amazing things that she did is she had two blocks on Liz. She had one block was like, whoa, oh my goodness. And then again, not long after that, was another follow-up block on Liz all over again. And it was like, yes, you do it, Ezzy. You block Liz. You go. Kick some butt. Then, Ezzy also drove at Liz for a two as well as she was a defensive pest. An idea of a defensive pest, I always think of Patrick Beverly, or Pat Bev as he's called as well, for the Timberwolves, being that defensive pest, being an annoyance. And what was one of the ways that she did that 
for Ezzy against Liz is that she knocked it out of Liz's hands in another possession. So fantastic. So Ezzy played great defense on Liz in that first half, as well as Ezzy herself had a great first half with four points, five rebounds, two assists, two steals, two blocks. It's as the Seattle Storm Twitter, as well as the broadcast itself, said from a press interview from the last game. It's Ezzy is a cheat code at this point. She has been so fantastic. She's like inserting herself in there is a bit of a cheat code for the storm. Brilliant. Of course, the asterisk to this whole Ezzy played great against Liz in the first half doesn't unfortunately continue on into the second half because it's a different story in the second half because Liz starts to ultimately establish her dominance and Liz starts to take over in that matchup and ultimately double teams need to start coming over and so forth. One that comes into mind as well is where Ezzy's defending Liz as she's backing into the paint and Brianna Stewart Stewie thinks that ultimately Ezzy got her, she's going to be fine, then she leaves her, and then next minute you know, Liz has just suddenly got that layup up and in there. So next, let's get started into the third quarter, and ultimately this is where you can visually notice as well, the drop in intensity and the pace started to happen compared to the first half. The storm in the first half, lots of pace, lots of intensity, and the second it all just sort of teeters out. So, lower pace and intensity in the first half, who is it all about in the third quarter as of course Brianna Stewart continue on her excellent game, eight points, two rebounds in the third, as well as Ezzy herself continues to play a great game in the third, with specifically I wanted to highlight a great moment is Ezzy going right at Katie Lou Samuelson. This is a fantastic moment that comes into mind because I thought of Kevin Garnett here in the way in which you have a person in the post that backs the other person down to get it in there and that's exactly what Ezzy did to Katie Lou is that she backed her down as I would say old school style like Kevin Garnett-esque getting herself established in the paint position in that post getting it up and in there it was fantastic possession to see so we have very much a back and forth game in the third that continues on with really the storm not being able to really pull away in any sort of way. And by the end of the third, the storm have a nine point lead with the score being storm 67 to the sparks 58. That then leads into the fourth quarter, which unfortunately the fourth quarter started off with a couple of really bad possessions. The first possession was where nobody basically wanted to take a shot. <laughs> it was kind of a strange thing to see and really just the worst possession of the whole game in which starting off the fourth it was the bench plus Ezzy again and just the ball just getting passed around and really nothing happening. No play really happening and it 
nobody takes a shot and it leads to a shot clock violation. The second then bad possession happens pretty much at the back of that where it leads to Stephanie Talbot having to make a deep three attempt pretty much almost from the logo and it's like yeesh that's not a great start what we're hoping for for the storm. And ultimately, like the third quarter, there's just sort of more going back and forth like a sparring match with the Sparks, never really increasing the lead and the Sparks always just hanging around. And then this really gets us to the crucial moments then, those clutch moments again seem to always pop up for us at the minute for the storm of two minutes to go. So with two minutes to go, the Seattle Storm lead, which was at one point 18 points, is cut all the way down to four. And with two minutes to go, what happens? Brief summary, Liz Cambage makes a two, Stewie drove for a two, there's a double on Liz who passes to Neca for two. Sue is fouled and she makes both free throws. So then that leads us with a four point game with 45 seconds to go. So we get into the absolute clutch moments of the game itself. What happened with those 45 seconds? There's a pass to Liz and she's fouled. She then makes one out of her two free throws which then means that it's a three-point game. Then with the Storm getting possession, Jewel misses a three, and then the very last possession itself, where the Sparks try to ultimately tie the game back up, what happens in that last possession for the Sparks, Liz Cambage's pass is deflected by Ezzy, which then is caught by Jordan Canada, so absolutely great defense there by Ezzy to deflect the initial pass. Jordan Canada catches it as we said, who passes it to Brittany Sykes. Brittany then passes to Neka Gumake, who misses the three. And it's said on the broadcast, roughly, that the pass between Brittany and Neka, Neka, it's said on the broadcast, catches it behind her back and then ultimately forces up the shot. However, I did go back to watch that and it's just a straight up miss by Neca. She doesn't catch it behind her back whatsoever. So maybe just a miscue by the commentary team as well. So, Barks missed that crucial three and the Storm, we managed to squeak a win, as we would say here in the UK, with those crucial three points. Round off then, let's get into our overall summary. Brianna Stewart, Stewie, in her second game, of course, back for us after having COVID, leads the way and carried the offensive load, 28 points, 7 rebounds, 2 assists, 1 steal. Then we have Jewel Lloyd, 11 points, 3 rebounds, 4 assists, 2 steals. Sue was close to a double-double, 8 points, 8 assists, three rebounds as well as Ezzy was really close to that double-double at nine points, 11 rebounds, two assists, two steals. As well as what's key to note as well as how well the bench played is that the Storm bench outscored the Sparks bench. The Storm's bench had 22 points whilst the Sparks only had 11 as well as the Storm bench had more assists. 
The storm had nine, whilst the sparks only had one. But they're dead even on rebounds for the bench for both sides at five each. Then, of course, we can go to the opposite side. Who had a great game for the Sparks? No surprise whatsoever, Liz Cambage. 25 points, 8 rebounds, 3 assists, so close to the double-double. Neka Gumake, 20 points, 5 rebounds, 1 assist, 1 steal, 1 block. Brittany Sykes, 10 points, 6 rebounds, 2 assists, 1 steal, 1 block. Lexi Brown, 8 points, 4 rebounds, 5 assists, 2 steals, 1 block. Next, let's have a look at those stats for the game and field goal percentages. And for the Storm, it was at 42% overall for the game, which was only a very minimal improvement from the last game at 41.4% versus the Sky, whilst the Sparks had a field goal percentage of 52.5%. However, much more concerning than the field goal percentage is the three-point percentage, which... Strangely enough, was the exact same percentage as versus the Chicago Sky for the last game, which was 28.6%. So absolutely no change there whatsoever. Yeah, we were actually better off than the Los Angeles Sparks because they had a worse three-point field goal percentage at 21.4%. For the rebounds, almost dead even. The Storm was at 32, whilst the Sparks had 31. Assists, the Storm, absolutely fantastic at 27 compared to the Sparks 16. As well as steals, just slightly ahead. Storm had 9, whilst the Sparks had 6. But the Storm got outdone on blocks. 3 by the Storm and 7 by the Sparks. So, ultimately, what can we say wrapping up, sort of drawn everything together for the next game? As Brianna Stewart said at the end of the game when she was getting interviewed, we had all this fantastic pace that happened in the first half, especially in the first quarter. Yet what happened to it, as it went throughout the game, that pace sapped away and fell away. So what needs to happen for the next game is all this energy and pace that we had in the first half, especially in the first quarter, needs to be consistent and needs to continue throughout the whole game. For the next game as well, we can say because the three-point percentage is still so low, there's still too much of focus upon hitting threes. Let's try and move the ball more and focus upon getting twos, getting mid-ranges, driving, and so forth. As with the last game as well, the positive is that we can take away what some of the great things is with the great ball movement, assists, rebounding, and steals. But we need to work upon a little bit more on our blocks so we don't get outdone by the other team. So that overall wraps up our discussion of the game versus the Sparks. What is the next game coming up is a set of back-to-back games on the 27th and 28th of May against the New York Liberty. In the meantime, feel free to check out the Twitter at SeattleStormPod. Drop me a little tweet hello if you like. 
Also, feel free to drop me a question at the email address, seattlestormpodcast at gmail.com. Also, feel free to ask any discussion topic that you like as well. You think, hmm, maybe that would be good. And I'll be like, yeah, let's have a little discussion of that for five minutes. So, that wraps up our episode, having a discussion of the game against the Sparks. And I will see everyone for the first game against New York Liberty next week on the 27th of May.